Well, hey, how are you guys doing? We're uh, excited to be here today. This is uh, the first episode, maybe of many, we're going to see, of a conversation between friends. We're just going to have some fun talking about things that we like. And uh, we're going to talk, we're going to start by talking about uh, a show that we're all watching called The Mandalorian. Maybe you've, maybe you've heard of it. You better have uh, heard of it. Yes, you better have heard of it. Um, you've at right. least seen the memes. Yes, if you have seen the memes. Um, just a uh, quick by way of introduction, uh, we are uh, Marin Lloyd. Want to Hi, introduce you? I'm Marin. Um, I want to be a nurse. I'm halfway there. Yes, and you uh, have little silicone hand things. Please. Yeah, they're fun. What are they? Um, they said they were hot plate holders. They're just fun. They make a nice noise. Yeah, they're like they're like uh, low key castanets. Yeah. Yes, we know we're getting you for Christmas. Um, yeah, so they're actually they're the kind of thing that like if you don't have if you don't want to put on a whole oven glove. They're like they're like quick oven gloves. It's like one eighth of an oven glove. Yes, yes. Uh, and then I'm Keith Meyer. I'm the uh, pastor of Harvest Baptist Church in Salisbury, Maryland, and uh, I preach and teach and like to watch uh, geeky stuff like Star Wars. So, and then we've got Brad. What's going on? I am a worship pastor at the Shinkatig Church of God. Currently, actually transitioning out of that role. Um, Within the next three months, I might go to uh, get my master's once I decide what I want it in. And I'm looking for uh, currently just looking for ministry jobs of any kind, um, biblical studies guy and my undergrad. So uh, but also a big music person. So that's that's basically the the lay of the land of who I am. And, I, and I'm a huge Star Wars nerd. I think the only thing that really competes with Star Wars is oddly enough Transformers for me. I love giant robots. Um, but, but Star Wars is uh, by far better storytelling. I kind of hate Michael Bay's Transformers movies. So. Do you know, do you know who the GoBots are? Yeah. Mm -hmm. GoBots were like the low key Transformers. They were like, they were first. They were like, they were all, and, and if you were rich when I grew up, you had Transformers toys. And if you were poor or if your parents were frugal, you had GoBots. That was kind of like, <laughs> it's it like yep. the equivalent of having a flip phone nowadays, you know, like <laughs> people make fun of your phone. Yeah. Um, so my grandparents, when, uh, when they, or no, I don't even know if it was my grandparents. I know that people that knew me, but didn't really understand that like transforming toys weren't all Transformers. They would get me GoBots when I was a kid, and I would. So I have like a couple in my parents' attic. I have like three or four GoBots that we just kind of just kept around. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged that GoBots at least made it out of the 1980s. <laughs> yep. So, well, hey, um, what we're doing here is we're we're talking about um, finding the way, uh, which is uh, an idea um, of the, the, you know we're we're talking about stuff that we like, but all three of us were Christians, and so. Um, we're looking for truth in these stories that we enjoy because uh, we, we believe all truth is God's truth. You know, it doesn't mean yep. that all ideas are equally true, but it does mean that that there's truth to be found all over the place. And uh, quite honestly, we see a lot of it in the Star Wars movies. So, um, so we're going to talk about um, the uh, the latest episode and uh, the latest episode of The Mandalorian. You should the say siege? that. Yeah. The yeah, siege. we're going to talk about season two, episode four, <laughs> the siege. Um, and if you've not watched it yet, stop. Yes, go watch it. Yes, turn off this audio <laughs> recording because we are going to ruin it for you. Mm, spoilers ahead. Yeah, spoilers ahead. Okay, so somebody talk about the episode. What is what? What happened? Okay, so so cute. Baby Yoda's putting wires into the board, and he electrocutes himself, and it's adorable. So Mando is this guy that's going all over the universe to reunite baby Yoda with his kind and, um, and make sure that he's safe. And then he has him fix the wires in his ship. He's like, he's like, here, here you go. Like, like just, just play with these uh, like highly, uh, volatile electric wires and, and have fun, like try and fix this for me. I, I was like, I was like sitting there sometimes gags, you know, like they, they break the world a little bit. But I was still laughing. I was still like, this is amazing. This is hilarious. 
I kind of wonder in what universe, like this far advanced technology, do you have a little tiny space that only a baby Yoda can go into? You know, like, like, how is that still a thing? But that's the Star Wars universe. Well, because it's, it's advanced and it's not advanced. Like they don't even have cell phones, like planetary wide cell phones. I always liked the fact that um, that the Millennium Falcon resembled almost every single car that we owned in my family. They were all like rusty and falling <laughs> apart. And, you know, I've got a car that like the paint is completely peeled off of it. And uh, it kind of it's got the like Falcon vibe, which I love. So um, I'm Han Solo. Um, so, OK, so 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 what happens in the episode then? Baby Yoda plays with wires. What else happens? Marin, you gonna take it or, or should they I take it? They go back to the um. They go back to the planet with the Marshall. Navarro. Yes. Yeah. Navarro, Navarro is the name of the planet. Cara Dune is the Marshall. Yeah. yeah. So they have to um, they have to go there because uh, their ship is the um the Razor Crest is broken down, and um they need they need help from friends to to fix it, uh, and so. They, they land on Navarro because um, baby Yoda can't fix it. Uh, the child can't fix it. And um, then they come into contact with, oh, did, did you guys see like the, the, the ferret looking creature and, and um, yeah. Cara Dune? Like that, that was, a, that was an interesting scene. It was a cute little scene. Cause she's this big intimidating woman. And here's this little animal and it's like, ah, food and she's mm -hmm. like, food and it eats it. And then they're buddies. I thought that was a cute scene. I do think it's interesting that like the epitome of goodness in this show is taking care of small animals <laughs> like that. That that's like, I don't know. That's that's the high point of morality. It seems like you know this this woman who fought in the rebellion and who's got all these battle scars. Like now she rescues rats from walrus men, which is what we used to call those aliens in the very beginning. I don't know what they're actually called, but, but they're scary looking. Yeah. Yeah, Walrus Man was terrifying. Um, They're the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. Okay. You go. Uh, it's funny because um, that that is a very clear scene where she's painted in a good moral light after like just killing, just annihilating these aliens. Um, but I think I think what it was trying to show, and I don't know, I don't know if it did a good job or not, but it was trying to show that she's she's softening up to the idea of, you know leaving things behind but i don't know it just it didn't it didn't to me i was just like well she she killed these aliens and i guess we're not supposed to care about these aliens just kind of like stormtroopers you know but um she's she's a you, you see a side of her you don't see i guess is what i'm she's, trying to say she's, she's softening and becoming less of like a, a murderous commando Mm -hmm. because she's kind to animals. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that I think is, it's what I'm, this is a theme here. I, it's, you know, yep. I think that this is the same thing basically that is going on with the main character is yep. that in the very first episode, he's like this ridiculously brutal person who's got all these people in carbonite in his ship, but then he meets this small cute thing that he's kind to. Like this is, I think this is the key to Star Wars morality. Find something small that's cute and be nice to it. Well, what does a pro doesn't Proverbs say the righteous man has regard for the life of his beast? Yes. There might there might be some some truth to that. I agree. Okay, so so he they they arrive on this planet and they are reunited and they um They meet Grief Carga. Right. Who is uh, played by Carl Weathers, who we remember he directed the episode actually. Did he? Yeah, he did. He directed this episode. Who directs when you're an actor in the episode and you're directing? Do you have like a co-director? Probably. <laughs> That's all I'll say on that. I have no idea. You know, I mean, I, I wonder, can, can he be like, okay, me, like come in for my close-up? <laughs> That's like the director thing. Um, he just runs back and forth from the stage to the, the camera. Yeah. I think he's kind of a jerk um, as, a, as a character. I mean, he's really like... Okay, so in the very first episode, right, he pays to get that the the space alien that you call Bob from accounting. He calls to yeah. he has him hunted down, right? And so um then he punishes him, he's enslaved him 
for 350 years for what he did. And, and there's these multiple points where he's like, I'll take a hundred years off your punishment if you do this or do that. I mean, it's just, mm. I don't know. He's kind of a creep. He's nice to so, Baby Yoda though. He is. He's like, yeah. oh, little guy. It was actually kind of satisfying just watching him like, just be soft for a second. It was hilarious. I mean, like Baby Yoda, it's just it's just how we all feel when we see Baby Yoda. It's like, oh, it's Baby Yoda. You get it? Can I, can I be totally real here? I feel like Baby Yoda is a low blow ripoff of Yoda designed to like draw in the at the crowd that wants to be kind to animals, honestly. I always honestly. loved Yoda when I was little though, like watching the Star Wars movies. Yoda and R2D2 were definitely my favorite. Yes, yes. And 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 so you start with Empire Strikes Back, puppet, rubber, like, yes. you know, uh, Frank Oz Yoda. And then you proceed all through the Clone Wars and all that stuff. And he's like now flipping and jumping and being like Mr. Tough Guy. I don't know. He was awesome in Empire. He was mm-hmm. the most amazing thing. And now, you know, we've distilled him into his essential cuteness and he's like going to save the universe or something it's not even actual yoda though is it no no just the species yes okay do you know that there's another yoda yaddle 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 (laughs) no it's like yoda's girlfriend or something (laughs) right (laughs) and you see her in i think episode one wait really possibly two i have to go (laughs) rewatch these when i get home yeah it's weird um, I don't know. I'm I I'm kind of like protest Yaddle, and I'm I'm slowly <laughs> acknowledging the child, um, slowly. But that's just me because I I don't know. I just have intense allegiance to. I want to know what his actual name is. The we child. call him the child, but like, what is his name in his language? They need to not name him. Uh, okay, this is another confession. I don't like that they call the Mandalorian Mando. Uh-uh. <laughs> They call him Mando. Yeah. Well, did you? Okay, so like in Star Wars. That's right. If anything, he should be called Manda, Manda, which means his name is Amanda. (laughs) A Mandalorian. So uh, in in Star Wars, the actual, like, if you are the leader of the planet of Mandalore, where the Mandalorian religion comes from, you are the Mandalore. (laughs) So, So if you lead the planet Mandalore, you are the Mandalore. And he's Mando. And so it's just like, it's like, okay, there's too many man, Manda, Mando, Manda, you know, like it just too much. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I loved Carlton Weathers who plays Grief Karga in Rocky four and Rocky, uh, every Rocky movie that he was in. He was awesome as Apollo Creed and he was great in uh, the predator movies and all that stuff. But it, I don't know his nickname for, the Mandalorian just feels a little forced. Anyway, okay. Mm. Brief cargo. All right. So, um, they're what? W- what are they doing? They've got to like go and take out some base to bring planetary peace or something like that. They thought it was an abandoned base. It was not abandoned. Right. At all. Because the base is never abandoned when you say it's abandoned in Star mm-hmm. Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they go to the base, and what happens? It ends up being a lab. Wait, wait, wait. We skipped we skipped the school part with okay. Baby Yoda and the hyperspace lanes and the macaroon. And <laughs> I mean, kids just give him a macaroon, though. How do you look at Baby Yoda and just not feed him? He wants food all the time. Well, I mean, Star Wars, uh, Keith, I think you're the one that told me like Star Wars is just like this this dying universe, right? Like conditions aren't good in Star Wars. You know what I mean? Like these kids having a school is like something I've never even seen in Star Wars. It's like you go to Coruscant and you go to Naboo and like, okay, yeah, there's education. But like Tatooine or Navarro or, you know, wherever, like like usually these outer world, uh, you know, outer rim worlds are just like desolate places. So there's no time for Luke Skywalker to goof around with his friends in Tashi Station. He <laughs> needs to like work on the moisture evaporators or whatever. Yeah. You know, so that everybody doesn't die from thirst. Yeah. 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 The t- uh, under the two suns, which would be terrible, by the way. That'd be awful. Okay. So there's a school and there's some rotten kid who's got an entire tube of macaroons. <laughs> uh, macaroons and he won't share one. Were they, we- they were like glowy, weren't they? They were like neon 
teal. Yeah. Which, so if you, do you ever watch the pictures at the end of the episodes? Yes. They were drawn brown. Yes. Ah. So they could have been. Oh, wow. To begin with. But I think, I think that the neon made it pop more. Somebody said baby Yoda should eat baby Yoda colored cookies. Oh, it made them look so sugary though. So they, what they looked like was, uh, do you guys remember in episode four when Luke's drinking the blue milk? Yes. Uh-huh. It kind of reminded me of like that. Okay, Star Wars food. Think Star Wars food. And it's like, um, and I, I just thought of like a blue milk flavored Oreo or something like that. And then I was like, that's that that would be great. You know, it's interesting. Like it's it's 2020 and it is the future, right? We were supposed to have jetpacks and robot arms and bionic dogs and stuff by now. And we don't have like real blue food. Like nobody drinks blue milk. Uh, but somehow, you know, it's the future in Star Wars if the food is blue. If you it's know? crazy looking. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's how we know it's the future. I also think that the macarons kind of gave a pop to the whole show, even because in the past, Baby Yoda's just been eating like chowder with Mandalorian. Yeah. Like he always orders him a chowder when they go into a restaurant. He ate that. You know what the other thing is? I was totally, we could talk about this when we get to that episode, but they like, they they fed him chowder out of a tube. Honestly, you know, it, was it was just, just kind of over gr- the table. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Bzz. Like when was the last time that anybody was served from that tube? And is that food still good? This is um, the future. Yes. We, we eat out of tubes. So, okay. There's a school. And um, I do think that eventually we're going to have to deal with the fact that baby Yoda, sorry, the child thinks that he can just steal anything that he wants. Cause he has force powers. Being- no, we won't, we won't deal with that. I, I guarantee you. It's just, it's just, it's just a comic relief thing. We'll never, we'll never, no, nah, I, I don't know. I'm kidding. They, we might see character development there. He is going to have to learn manners. I yeah. mean, if you don't discipline kids, they turn out rotten and he's going to be rotten and Ooh. extremely powerful. Maybe that'll Interesting. Be the episode. Yes, perhaps. He's going to be the dark Yoda. Yeah. It's going to be an etiquette episode. Okay. So, so, so we see the school, right? We, Mando, Mando is totally fine with leaving this kid with people he's never met yet again. Um, introducing a possible kidnapping plot point, which doesn't resolve in the show. But um, so he leaves him and they're going to go and like deal with this base. Right. Did, okay. Okay. Uh, I have in my notes, IG 11 statue. Yes. I remember you wanted to talk about that. So yeah, have at it. I do. I do. I, I, um, I do. I think that, um, IG-88, who's from the original trilogy, shows up only in the um, the bounty hunter scenes, and we never get anything from him at all. And he's like the coolest robot. He's pretty cool. I had the cool little IG-88 action figure. They were like $4 way back in the day, which was like $20 today. <laughs> but I had IG-88. I bought him with Christmas money, and I had my Boba Fett uh, action figure. And I never got, even though I mailed into it, Kenner Toys never sent me my uh, rocket launching Boba Fett. I'm pretty sure that was like a national scandal that they never produced those toys because people thought they would choke on the little missile. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Which is why um, it was super important that the other guy who dressed in Boba Fett's armor in the other episode shot the missile off. Anyway, um, but IG-88 was like the coolest character ever. And then what's his name played him in this series, IG-11, and he was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the last episode of season one, if you haven't watched it and you're still listening, please shut this off and go back and watch it before I ruin it for you. Uh, he decides that he's going to blow himself up, right? And that's what he did in the very first episode. Was he in other episodes in season one? That made me so mm-hmm. He was in other episodes? Uh, briefly, I think. Did he do the whole, like, initiating self-destruct? I mean, he like <laughs> said he was going to blow himself up, like, five times in the first episode, right? Yeah. You know, you know, just a side note, he was terrifying. Like, I would rather fight Mando than IG-11. Goodness gracious. So, I, I, I don't know. Are we all agreed that the latest trilogy of Star Wars movies was an absolute dismal failure and there was nothing <laughs> redeemable about them ever? And, and they were completely and utterly awful? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. We probably don't agree that the prequels were complete trash and should never see the light of day and there was nope. nothing enjoyable about them at all. You are that that is a terrible opinion and it's the only terrible opinion I've ever heard you give. So, 
you, you can slide on that one. I'll tell you what. I mean, I really do feel like John Favreau understands what geeks want, right? He 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 brought Iron Man to us, and Iron Man essentially, I think, sets the tone for the, all of the Avengers movies mm-hmm. that that which were like incredible. I mean, I I had to clip out a page of a comic book you know, to mail in a coupon to get a Captain America shirt when I was a kid. You couldn't get them in stores and now they're everywhere. And people are like, Captain America is the coolest. And I'm like, you have no idea what I lived through (laughs) and see Captain America on the screen. You know, like he, John Favreau, I think really has created all this. And now he's overseeing Star Wars and he's like making it awesome. And so he brings back the awesomest, coolest unknown character, IG-88 as IG-11. And he was fantastic. Yep. Arms all swinging. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, well, in the in the season finale, right, uh, he blows himself up to save his friends, which made you so sad, Marin. It made me really sad. It was just so sweet, like, to see such a destructive robot give his robot life for her. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give, give his robot, robot life for our robot <laughs> sins. <laughs> his gender is assassin droid. Yeah, it's a robot. It was just sweet, and it, I kind of think it brings us back to the theme of like tough things having feelings for smaller things. Yeah. Well, I, you know, what I, what I think is interesting. I mean, if we're talking about finding the truth, like, why does it resonate with us on a core level that? Um, that this robot will blow himself up in order to save his friends. It's not just, you know, there's no virtue in just blowing yourself up randomly, but to save your friends, um, it the, the the connection for me is I do think this connects with something deep inside of us that, mm-hmm. that we want, when we're in trouble, we want someone to rescue us. We want someone to save us. So uh, Matthew 25, 28 says uh, that the son of man came not, to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the core message of the gospel is that Jesus um, takes the punishment for us so that we can live. And so here you've got, um, you, you, you've got uh, the Mandalorian and his crew at, in, at, in danger and at risk. And IG-88, uh, IG-11, sorry, initiates his self-destruct sequence to blow himself up. And he actually does, which is like, you know, not something he does in the first episode, but um, but he blows himself up and and day saved. And then I think then Mando, I can't even I, I don't know. I just feel dirty when I say that. He um he he then uh, takes the opportunity to use his jetpack and fly. Right, that's like the the kicker. But I thought the kicker was IG Eleven. And in any case, long long way around. There's a statue of him in the town square as, as tribute that they recognize that he's the one who saved them and brought in like the new improved order of things, which is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. to the base, let's, let's, let's base. get to the base. Yes. Um, the first thing I noticed at the base was that Bob from accounting blue guy, Mithril, um, Mithril. Yes. He grief Karga made him go and like overload the lava, like containment system, whatever that was. Um, and Mando had a jetpack, <laughs> so I'm just like sitting there going, like, you're just you're just risking this guy's life for absolutely no reason because really Mando's sitting. Mando's, hmm. I feel really bad for him. They're just yeah, absolutely. Well, he's a jerk. I mean, he is. Yeah. And so here's another here's another spiritual truth that I pulled out. Right. Um, uh, I do think I was so. I, I immediately thought of uh, Matthew 25 in verse 25, where, where Jesus, uh, his disciples are arguing over which of them is the greatest. And he says, uh, you know, that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and their great ones exercise authority over them, which is what the way that the way that grief Karga acts. He's like, hey, you you do this, do this now. And I'll take like, you know, 50 years off your slavery sentence, which, you know, it's just it's not a good look for 2020, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, so then Jesus says, it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you would be your servant. Uh, and whoever would be first among you must be your slave. And so the idea is, um, good leadership serves and, and, and takes the lead, not, it doesn't just boss around. Um, so I don't know. I, I think this is not going to work for him long-term. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if, 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 if the story 
were to uh, to turn this way, he'll, he'll probably suffer for his poor leadership style because, I don't know, he kind of acts like a loser. Anyway. I'd love to see that. Yes. <laughs> Grief Karga gets his comeuppance. Please. Yes. <laughs> please. John Favreau, if you're listening, please, please do it. Okay, so... Um, so yeah, so we turn the uh, the controls on to melt the base with with uh, super hot lava, and then what happens? They're escaping. They realize that it's not like a weaponry base; it's a lab. Yes, it's the lab where throwback to the very first episode when they're trying to get Baby Yoda, the child. Sorry. Yes, and the one guy is taking his blood. Dr. Pershing in the lab for. Yes. I thought that that was really interesting. That they're still mm-hmm. they're sticking with this story. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Yeah, we want to take the cute child that we all love and they want to take his blood. Steal his blood. Yeah, and use him to make bad things that will hurt other people. Well, okay. So I I have uh a lot to unpack here. Yes. Um because of the existing canon, right? The existing Disney canon. They have to have a way for Snoke to to become realized, even though Snoke was just such a disappointment and like no one cares about him anymore. They they have to have like an in-universe explanation for why Snoke exists. And what I think what um Keith, you never watched Star Wars The Clone Wars or uh, any any kind of like prequel related content that was one of Clone Wars, and then I realized like I didn't like being shouted at in the intro every episode because they're always like, "This is what happened prior to you watching this episode," and I'm like, "Oh gosh, more <laughs> in the outer room among my children." Uh, and, you know, <clears throat> it is like I don't need to be screamed at by the television. Anyway. Yeah, that's that's probably the worst part of Clone Wars. But when it comes to um, the actual show, uh, the the last. Um, Last four episodes of Clone Wars were better than were, were a Star Wars movie rivaled to any Star Wars movie in theaters. It was incredible. But um, wait, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll watch them. So what happens in the so last episodes? All, all I'm saying is that um, the the reason I bring this up is to, is to say what what Disney is about to try to do is they're about to try to fix their movies with a bunch of canon or or, or material that kind of interweaves into. Um, because because I just I saw it happen with the prequels. Any kind of like um, in world inconsistencies they fixed with the Clone Wars and with with Star Wars Rebels, and so they they tied the universe together in a nice bow. And so right now, try to fix the latest trilogy of movies in this show. Yeah, and so um, good luck. When, absolutely, I wish they wouldn't. I wish they would. They would just step away from it and say that didn't happen. So like, but here's the thing. Uh, the, the clones, uh, a lot of people say, you know, this is Snoke because the reason is they have that the scar on his forehead and then there was uh, apparently some um, some Star Wars music nerds were saying that Snoke's theme played uh, when when that cloning was was, you know, revealed um, was revealed. And so, yeah, I, I think I think this has something to do with Snoke. So maybe Ahsoka Tano. I don't know if you guys know who she is, but what? Uh, oh yeah, Bo-Katan dropped name dropped her in the last episode. So that's the oh, Jedi. That, her. Yeah. Yeah, um, I said something about that. This. So, uh, what's her? It's, it's, she's supposed to be played by uh, Rosario Dawson from Daredevil, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like her. She's cool. Yeah, which is good casting in my opinion. Uh, the voice of Ahsoka. I don't know how that'll translate, but it, it's good casting. So. Um, then Ahsoka might be like a gateway to how um, she might sacrifice her life for baby Yoda. And then that's how they get the midichlorians into the blood count. And cause they, they did, they referenced midichlorians in this, in this episode, which is what, like what the movie, what movie did midichlorians first show up in one episode one. Oh, Phantom Menace from the yeah. Prequels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a pile of trash. Um, yeah. What the, <laughs> the midichlorians just in general. Yes. The whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, don't know. I, I would say so. I, I think I think when you're talking about the prequels, I, I can look at I can look at it and just say, yeah, no, midichlorians were, were probably a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were terrible. You know what would be a bad idea? I, I can think of a of a terrible idea that they could do near the end of season two of The Mandalorian that would just ruin the show. Do you want to hear it? Baby Darth Vader. <laughs> 
Right. I mean, he'd be cute and people would be like, this is amazing, but it would destroy everything. Baby so Jabba. yeah, baby Jabba. Well, yeah. they already did that. Really? Baby Jabba. Yeah. They did that in the Clone Wars. <laughs> did they really? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Well, maybe, uh, no. let's bring them back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so there's cloning, right. And, and, and we're creating Snoke and they want to, this is, I think, I, I do think we can all agree that it's it's generally crummy if you're going to try to create some new evil overlord that can use the force. And what you're going to do is suck baby Yoda's life out of his body in order to do it. You're a rotten, terrible person. Well, Everyone will hate you. The guy that did take his blood was like, this is as much as I could get without harming him, like without killing him. So I kind of did feel like he was being nice because they could have just killed him and taken all of his blood. Dr. Pershing's going to defect. I, I can see it coming. So the moral of the story is if you're working for the Empire <laughs> to make clones that are going to be evil and used in ridiculous plots, then be nice to Baby Yoda. Yes. <laughs> That's yeah. the whole moral of the yeah. story. Just yeah. be nice to small green things. I do think I do think that is a I, – I do think it's an important point is that, you know, um, strength should be used to – protect those who need protection mm -hmm. and so it's, it's good um did you want to say something about cloning brad yep so the so uh the morality of cloning uh i remember in episode two uh the empire strike or not the empire strikes back uh, uh attack of the clones um when when that got released i i know that like all of my family um that saw well all the people that were interested in my family um all my friends, we were talking about the morality of cloning a lot. And like, so if cloning is possible, should we do it? You know, what are the benefits of it? And I saw that there was like this really funny college speech. And it was like, so if you clone cows, then you can have food for everybody. And if you, um, and if you like clone you, then you can kill you and steal your organs and, and put, put your organs back in you and you'll be fine. And, this is actually and, a big and, and like, plot in um, in the DC comics. If you haven't read them, pause this and go buy comic books. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the Krypton, the Krypton series, like of Superman, like everybody mm -hmm. on on Krypton had like eight clones of themselves, and huh. uh, and they would use them. Like they would, if you like lost your arm in an accident, they'd like cut the clone's arm off and stick it on you. <gasps> wow, yeah. it was gross. Yeah. Did you ever watch Us, that movie that came out a couple years ago? No. Its major theme was cloning. It was really scary. Us, is that, it's was terrifying. that the, the, like, was that like a horror movie? Yeah. Yeah. I need to watch it. I like, I like sci-fi stuff like that. It is, was creepy. Is it like, like a squishy the movie? the idea of it. A yeah. squishy movie? Like, like, a squishy okay, so movie? people, people are all about like the Walking Dead and stuff. And I'm like, all right, you know. I, I don't know. I'll give it a shot, but like, I can't get past the noises and all the, like in the very, all the zombies, they're all like moist. <laughs> like, and, and like, there's like decaying noises and stuff. And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't. I just can't. I can't well, get Well, when through. you decompose, you do get moist. Yes, I mean, your gross. skin oozes. That's one of the first things that happens in decomposition. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, I'm done. I didn't make it through the first episode. There's like, it's too, like, I can't. Yeah, no, yeah. Us was a very creepy movie. And but it not. really, it really, like when I left the movie theater after watching it, um, I just remember thinking, like, what if that did happen? What if we did? Because everyone had the one clone of themselves. And it was just, a, it was crazy to think about. Hmm. Because your clone could kill you and then take over your life, but nobody would really know. How do we know that you have not been killed by your clone? I could be a clone. That's right. I could be a clone. And you wouldn't know. I do think this. I did a, um, I did a project. I in another life, I was in art school, and uh, I don't mean like I mean like when I was before I had kids, like right after high school. Another life. Uh, I went to I went to art school, and I did a, um, I did a project. Uh, in, a, in a class where we made like this, we had to make a machine. And so I made a cloning machine. It didn't actually clone people. It was made out of paper. Um, but thanks for the clarification. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and, um, and, and so what I did was I, this probably would not be popular today, but I, I, I said, okay, what if we took Hitler's DNA and we cloned him, Yeah. you know, and it was like, he could be, and like, I had the, the little, 
clones that were produced in the machine. It was like Hitler, the chef or like, you know, Hitler. Yeah. Like, you know, Hitler, the veterinarian. What are you talking about? (laughs) You you know, you clone somebody, they're not going to have the same experiences and life as you You could be. Okay. Okay. Now I'm tracking. Now I'm tracking. I mean, send that guy to culinary school and like stop all the devastation and, and, and like, I mean, it's your circumstances that create you, right? Not your experience. Yeah. It's, it's not all wrapped up in your, in your genes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I, I do think that, you know, as far as, as far as cloning goes, I do think that, that we have to, we need to be super careful. This is one of the things that, that, that Star Wars probably points to is that, um, you know, treating clones like second-class citizens can lead to all kinds of horrible things like, Oh, absolutely. Organ transplanting. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's so, so you need to be super careful. It's just like another form of playing God. And that's something that I don't necessarily think is a a wonderful idea. (laughs) Right. I just think that if anybody ever, tries to play God in any situation, even if it's just on stores, um, like making clones and stuff. It, how often does it end well? Yeah. <laughs> what, um, here's a question for you. Like you, they clone Django Fett, right? Mm-hmm. And why do stormtroopers have such bad aim if they're Honestly. all clones of him? Like they still can't okay. hit him. So, so Keith, Storm stormtroopers are not clones. Stormtroopers, uh, especially by the Mandalorian point, uh, clones have been phased out of the army. So you have to have an in-universe. Star Wars nerds are like, you know, you have to have an in-universe explanation for inconsistencies. So there's 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 stormtroopers that talk with different voices in the original trilogy, and so you can't you can't rectify that with clones. So you have to say, okay, well. Um, varying quality of stormtrooper helmet speakers no well it's it well that would be that would have been probably satisfactory for them but but the 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 in-universe explanation is that palpatine actually phased out the clones because there was a rebellion on camino camino where the clones were created and the clones fought the clones and like there was a whole bunch of loss and uh so so he started replacing them with um human stormtroopers I'm so sure just Spider-Man meme. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. You, you. Um, okay. So, so cl- oh, that's why they have such bad aim is because they're just average people, not. And the Empire wanted, wanted sheer numbers versus like spending a ton of money on good training. They, they were just like sheer numbers. Let's, let's just overwhelm people. And it, and it bit them in the butt. So. Even in the future, there will not be enough money. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. So, um, cloning, think about it. People learn from star Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Um, all right. So what else happens? We're like, we're, we're getting, we're like three quarters through the episode. And so, uh, we're, we're like coming down to the wire here on Mm -hmm. what's happening. What, so what happens? Little detail, little Um, Mando now knows that, uh oh man what's his name what's his name Moff Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon is alive so so that's a big that's a big plot point in the episode just wanted to make sure we Moff hit isn't it's like a general name right if so, you're like in the emperor in empire and you're a Moff you're like it's like that's it's like general it's like tough guy I feel yeah like I think so too yeah stop being such a Moff <laughs> yeah dang Farrick. I mean, that's, that's how I would use it. That's a that's a curse word that the Mandalorian has now cur- uh, coined. Dank fair. Yeah. I've heard it like like four times in the Mandalorian. So uh, and then yeah, Moff. So Grand Moff Tarkin was was you know the the guy in Episode Four that was always with Vader and he was Peter the, Cushing. Yeah, awesome that guy. old actor brought back in uh, in at the end of uh, what is that Rogue One? Right, mm-hmm. for we cloning. generated him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Was that moral? CGIing him. Yeah. It just looks fake. <laughs> <laughs> no. Who cares if it's moral? It wasn't yeah. well done. <laughs> yeah. 
Listen, anything they could have done anything in Rogue One at all. I watched the the movie one night. I think everybody in my house was asleep, and I was watching it. And at the very end of the movie, um, if you haven't watched it, you know what to do. Pause it and go watch it. But when when Darth Vader shows up, I was like, I, I was suddenly out of my like. I don't even remember thinking like, I will stand up. I'm so excited about this. I was like standing, leaning over the television, like, what is happening? And there was Darth Vader. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was just I, in all my glo- like. It was the most amazing thing. They could have done anything they wanted in that movie, and yep. I was satisfied with the ending. It, it would have just it made it worth it, worth the oh, price yeah. of streaming. Yeah. Um, so because I didn't see it in the movies. So, okay, he knows Moff Gideon's alive. What's the, what's the significance of that? Well, it's just that, like, Moff Gideon, uh, he shot down his TIE fighter. And so for for as long as we've known Mando for season two, he's thought Moff Gideon's dead. So that just, just kind of drawing attention into that kind of, like, that that's a big thing that happened in the episode. should have died. That was a really fiery... Tie fighter, <laughs> but if he knew, if he if he had watched episode uh, A New Hope, he would know that just because you shoot someone's tie fighter doesn't mean that they're dead. Like Darth Vader may spin off in the universe, but they will make a sequel <laughs> and he will come back and yes. be the awesomest movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the way the Star Wars universe works. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we find out he's alive, right? He also has like the the what the dark saber or whatever, which I don't know. Uh-huh. Anything about. Um, the girl from the last episode was trying to get it. Starbuck. Starbuck, you know, you know Battlestar Galactica. Heck yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she, yeah. And you know what? I didn't like I, when I watched it with, uh, I was watching the episode and I saw, I think Sam was watching it and I kind of saw her and I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. And then I watched the episode and I was convinced I like her. Well, she was the actual voice of Bo Katan in the Clone Wars. And so when I saw her on screen, I actually flipped out. I was like, excellent casting decision. Good job. Perfect. You know what I mean? Nice. So, yeah. And she's back. Um, yeah. So, so, okay. So she wants the dark saber for some reason, because that means that she's like the queen bee of the whatever. She's Yes. Yeah. So I, need to, she, I need to get up on my lore. I don't know what I'm talking about. She with, is. Um, so I'll, I'll explain it if, if you want me to. If if we're running short on time, we don't, we can touch that in another one. We should probably like, there, yeah. there, will, there will be time. Because yeah. we're going to make okay. like a hundred episodes of this yeah. podcast, and we're going to talk about it. Sounds good. So, so uh, he knows he's alive. There's a um, the there's this scene where uh, the the second class citizens, what do we call them, uh, Cara Dune and uh, the 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 um, Grief Targa and the other guy, they escape and they're riding away on their their like escape cruiser and oh. Man- the speeder bike crash what's that the speeder bike crash okay Mm -hmm. just the i mean it was just so funny like it was like it's really funny i mean like 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 stormtroopers can't do anything right but you you think that they could at least get down the mountain and then nope they can't even do that that was a nice little scene i felt it was it was hilarious i do think that you know this is those are the little details that make us love star wars is that you've always got like you've got like if you've got three or four TIE fighters, like the C and D, the 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 last in line, like they always need to get destroyed easily, you know, mm-hmm. by like crashing into an <laughs> asteroid or something. We just, we want that gratuitous, like, mm-hmm. you know. They suck. Things blow up. Yeah, you know, like, because that's what happens. Like you get your license and you drive your car into a curb, right? You know, yeah. and, and your tire pops and you're like, I don't look cool anymore. Um, Been there, done that. Yeah, yeah. So, and then there's a dog fight. <laughs> Right. Yep. And that um, was cool. Yeah. I mean, like, so the dog fight, I always feel like space battles or, or like, like ship fights in star Wars are just like, I mean, like you, you just know that, that the tie fighters aren't going to win. It just like stormtroopers. It's just like, so, so when, when the tie fighter actually hit the, um, the, the turret that grief cargo was manning, I was like, okay, cool. You know what I mean? I was like, that's, that's nice. Like the TIE fighter actually got a hit on the, on the dang, like super wide tractor trail space tractor trailer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, that, that's, that's cool. And then, um, the, uh, the, the dog fight itself was cool. I mean, Mando, uh, 
Baby Yoda, just the reaction that Baby Yoda had with the with the dog fight was, was hilarious. Oh, I mean, like he kept putting he, his arms up in the air. Yeah, and he like 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 the 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 Tie Fighter would just blow up, and then somebody would just die a painful death, and Baby Yoda would be like, he's, re- he's rejoicing in in the destruction of his enemies. He doesn't know any better. He doesn't know that he's supposed to be like. He's just happy about yeah. existing. He's just yeah. like. No, people die. I got my blue macaroons. We're all good. Yeah. And then he, well, like, he, threw up, right? Oh, that was the cutest little spit up ever. Well, he threw up the blue macaroons. Yes, it was there was, there was, like, there, there was, like, uh, the one guy, he, Grief is, like, radioing in, like, are you okay or what's happening? And he was, like, hang on, hang on. Like, you know. The, he asked if he could buy Mando a drink. And, and he was, like, Mando I have to like wipe up this puke first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, um, which way to step in the role as a dad? Because he just like grabbed his cape and was like wiping it off of his little yeah. vest. I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, so cute. That's like this. This is um, the the. I think that one of the things I've uh, I, I question. I'm always nervous about like cute little sidekicks and shows. Like they have a tendency to make things horrible. Um, you know, if you ever had to suffer through. Uh, the um the he-man cartoons there was like uh he-man's cat was terrible and there was this like wizard thing and then the thundercats cartoon had uh snarf who's like the worst creation ever um and then you got the wonder twins in the 70s right um you know and they've got a monkey called gleek right and and this just ruins everything but this i don't know that the function of i think Baby Yoda is there to humanize him. Is that it? Like to make him like we want to see him like become soft and become yeah. a dad. Well, I think gain a couple pounds because going back to the movies, um, the original ones, we see Boba Fett as just this bounty hunter. Yes. Like I don't think that we ever actually humanized him as a character, and except so- for when Django died. Except his, when Django died. Yeah, I mean that there was like that two second scene where he put his head on the on the visor of Django Fett, and that was like what, you're like what oh. movie was that in? Uh, Attack of the Clones. I don't acknowledge that movie's existence. Um, so uh, <laughs> I don't acknowledge your existence, Keith. You know what? I think that I think that this is one of the things that's that I I think is is good. Like they, I don't know. Um, here's. I don't want to be ultra critical of the show and maybe this is a bad note to, to draw to a close on, but like, I'm still waiting for the energy that uh, Carrie Fisher and oh. Harrison Ford had we'll back. Never get that you know, energy yeah. Ever, yeah. I'm know. just like, but I think they're trying like with the whole, like, you know, he's a dad, man, man, the Mandalorian. He's like misunderstood. And like, you know, he's, he's a tough guy, but now he's like taken in this child and isn't he noble. And I don't know that it feels it's worth something, right? You know, it's like it's it's noble. Um, in in the long run, um, I think we'll look back on Marvel movies and realize they ruin storytelling. Because uh, I think I think like I love Marvel movies, and I loved like I mean I, I've watched pretty much every single no I've watched every single Marvel Marvel movie that's come out I think, and um, I haven't seen Ant Man and the Wasp. I loved Ant Man. Really? So 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 towards the end. It was like, okay, they're going to make a joke here. Then this serious thing's going to happen, but it's going to be undercut by this humor. And it's going to be like, and they're, they're they're sadly applying the same formula to Star Wars in some sh- like shapes. And and uh, not, not, I think they want to keep the feel of Star Wars a little intact, especially with um, Dave Filoni behind the helm. But yeah, I mean, like, I agree with you in terms of like um, the Carrie Fisher Han Solo thing. I mean, it just like, you're not going to get episode four and five and six again. You know what I mean? You're not going to get that trilogy again because that story was that story. I think maybe we will once they get like the awfulness of having to make a season one out of the way, you know, like once, once we, we buy into it, then they can like, they can kind of unstiffen some of the characters once we know them. But until then, I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I mean, if we can go back to the greatest movies ever made, you know, just the first Star Wars movie was kind of a, a disjointed mess. But then, 
you get into Empire. And it's like the most amazing thing ever because we know these characters. We love them. We're sad that Darth Vader is so incredibly awesome that he's destroying them. And uh, and, and, and they they, you know, they barely get away with their lives. Uh, and we we feel bad for them. But, um, you know, maybe they'll get there to that point. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Um, I've noticed a pattern so far. And maybe when we go back and watch the other episodes, we can talk about this. Uh, the Mandalorian kind of he he has a tendency to get beat up a whole lot. Um, I mean, he really like he gets messed up in almost every single episode. But this episode was kind of cool because like his friends actually needed him to do something. Um, and he was like the deciding factor here. Like, I think he really he really um, stood out as the hero. Um, did Which is refreshing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, normally he's like, it's like, oh, the big monster thing is stomping you into a, a, a smashed little pile of debris out in the mud, and Baby Yoda needs to save you. Uh, whereas yeah. this time it was like, it was like your friends will get destroyed in a hundred ways unless you save them, and he did. He like shows up at the end with his ship, and he wins. The yep. death. Yeah, he was cool. Which I think is it is a spiritual lesson. We all we all have a gift, right? We're all good at something. We've all been created for some kind of purpose. The book of Ephesians says that we're created for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we would walk in them. And so, like it, you know, maybe you don't get a win every single time you try to do something, but sooner or later, um, you know, you have a place. And uh, and I think that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So that's a um, that's a positive note. You like that? Yeah, that was yeah. good. Yeah, after all my trashing of the prequel trash. Um, so, well, hey, do we have anything that we want to say before we go, or do we just want to kind of... Marion can send us off on a high note with her trivia. Let's oh, yes. oh, yes. So, this is my fun fact. Um, SpaceX had a launch on November the 15th. It was last Sunday, I think. Yes, the 15th was last Sunday. And they took a little tiny stuffed baby Yoda to space with them. That's adorable. I just thought that was the coolest and thing And he is ever. currently in space right now. In space right yes. now. Yes, it's kind of like it's almost real. If you look it up on Google, there's pictures, like the security footage from the spaceship, and it's like this little security pictures of Baby Yoda like strapped onto one of the astronauts' belt. It's so Aww. cute. Is he, is he impressive? Is, is the guy, the astronaut, wearing armor? Like, like, mango. <laughs> he's not wearing armor, but he was wearing, I think, when I saw it, like the regular astronaut, yeah, white puffy, yeah. So it's <laughs> cool that he's in space, it's really cool that he's in space. But the astronaut himself, I mean, maybe he's cool. I mean, I bet he's a cool guy. Yeah. He, has a- <laughs> he thought to bring he thought baby to bring Yoda, baby Yoda space. so he's yeah. definitely cool. We love him, whatever his name is. We love him, yeah. I wonder what his name is. We'll find out. And we'll talk about it. We'll Google it next time. I should have Googled that before. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Well, hey, we'll, um, we'll, we'll be back and we'll talk more about episodes. And, uh, I'm sure we're going to have some kind of like, we're going to have an email and a space where people can tell us that we're, we're wrong. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. But we don't have it yet. So we'll announce it at some point. But we will. (laughs) Yes. We welcome it. Um, Yes. All right. Well, hey, I'm Keith Meyer. Marin and I'm Brad Tullis, and we are out of here. See ya. Bye. Yeah. Bye.